Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. And today we are continuing our What's the Law Say series with a focus on Alaska. But before we get started, a quick note about the series. We've already shared prior episodes about the law in several other states, Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio, Texas, and Michigan. And we would love to eventually do an episode about every state. So if you're a veteran homeschooler in one of the other states who would like to come on and talk with us about the law where you live, send us an email at info at homeschoolloft.com. But now let's talk about Alaska. And our guest today is Jacqueline Mackinnon, who I met on an online homeschool group several years ago. Jackie is a homeschooling mother of seven who began her homeschooling journey in 2001. She utilized a state program until 2011, and after she learned that the actual homeschooling law says something else um, and that she didn't have to use the program, she switched to to real homeschooling, Uh, and she'll explain that as we go along. Since then, she's become an advocate for private education and traditional independent homeschooling. She has helped organize traditional parent volunteer co-ops and assists a local homeschooling group. She is also the Alaska ambassador for HSLDA Compassion, a helping homeschool, which helps homeschooling families who fall on hard times. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you, Tina. We are delighted to have you, Jackie. But before we get into all the stuff about the Alaska homeschool law, tell us about how, you know, when, why you started homeschooling. All the things. (laughs) All the things. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> so well, both my husband and I, uh, we are traditional public schoolers. Um, we are actually rival homes or rival high school sweethearts. <laughs> and uh, when, you know, we got engaged and we started talking about, you know, family and raising kids and we both saw what was going on in the schools. We're like, yeah, there's no way we're going to send yeah. our kids kids to public school. And, and we're like, well, we'll just homeschool. Mm. And so after I graduated, uh, I was going to go get a teaching degree. And so that, you know, I'd be a you know, certified teacher and be able to teach, teach kids because, you know, there was rumors in different places that, mm. you know, you had to be a certified teacher to be able to homeschool your children. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I did like one semester at college and went, Oh my gosh, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so we just went from there. And then of course, you know, it's all in God's hands anyway. And, uh, my first child was born in 96. And then when he turned five, I started you know, calling around saying, okay, how do I homeschool? How do I homeschool? What do I do? Yeah. And we've just gone from there because <laughs> we knew, we knew homeschooling was the only thing we were going to do. Okay, so it was never a year by year thing like some families do. It was like you were all in from the beginning. Absolutely. Good for you. And what really confirmed that was you trying to get your own education in the public system. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, that too. Yes. (laughs) So you have seven kids. Um, Are any of them still homeschooling right now? Three. 
Okay. Yeah. I have three boys left. What, um, what was one of the biggest challenges that you faced in your homeschooling so far? Wow. Biggest challenges Yeah, or something that stands uh, out just because we want to be honest and say it's not all hearts and flowers, but you can still homeschool even if you have some challenges. We wouldn't call it a big challenge, Jackie. We just call it a little tiny challenge. No, I'm kidding. Maybe it was big. Biggest challenge for me, I think, and uh, this would be, you know, me personally is not to focus on, you know, I, I keep wanting to go to, oh, okay, we need to do, you know, this subject, this subject, this subject. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't have to. Yeah. That's such so a push I, in, Paul. Yeah. The, the, you know, check the boxes. And I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> really good. It's really true. I always tell the parents, um, it goes like this one day you are so free, right? You're like, Oh, we're homeschoolers. Let's go sit around the apple tree and just <laughs> talk and read books and do the things. And then you feel, you know, you feel good with that. You're free. And then the very next day you read something online or something, you know, on social media and you see somebody stellar math child. And then all of a sudden, boom, the record comes to a screeching halt. You're like, that's it. We're doing math. Ditch the apple tree. We're going <laughs> to yep. order math. And then the next day you go back to that same thing. Why are we doing this? We're homeschoolers. It's, it's constant, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it actually good for people who are listening to hear that? Because you're a very veteran homeschooler. And I think Jenny and I have talked to like newer homeschoolers recently and they're they're discouraged with themselves that they have that push in the pole. Yeah. And they're like, I should be over this. I've been homeschooling yes. three years. I don't no, think they ever constant. get over it. Yeah, yeah never, <laughs> ever, ever. Well, tell us the best thing ever. The one of your most huge blessings from homeschooling. The huge blessing of homeschooling. I know. Oh. I feel like that was such bad grammar. <laughs> when you say the hugest, I set you up for that, Jackie. I'm sorry. Yes, you did. Oh, um, <laughs> the most. I'm going to have blessing. to diagram this sentence and figure it out. Oh, exactly. Oh. The biggest. Um, oh gosh, that's, that one's tough. Guys, I have I have a huge age spread. My youngest is seven, hmm. and my oldest is 26. Okay. Um. <laughs> So I have to, I'd have to say, you know, the best blessing is that we were able to have them, you know, the, especially the, the ones that aren't home anymore. They, they were able to be here um, and, yeah. and, you know, experience each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those family relationships, even though there's an age span, right? Um, right. Which wouldn't have happened if they'd been in school. Right. Yeah. Bottom line is, is there are too many blessings to count. <laughs> Pretty it's much. Not even yeah. ourselves. Right? Where do we start? Yeah, right? it's so true. But but we're gonna talk about the Alaska homeschool law. And first of all, I think you know, people are like, wow, there are people who live in Alaska. I mean, so they're gonna have to get over that. And then there are people who homeschool in Alaska. Um, I alluded to in the introduction just a little bit about the fact, and you and I have talked about this a lot um yes. over the years, because there's two options for actual legal homeschooling in Alaska that don't exist in most other states. Um, One is private and one is government subsidized. Um, Can you explain that a little bit to start out with? And then maybe as we talk about the other things, we'll like compare and contrast the two programs with those parameters. Well, in theory, there's actually four different ways or actually five, five different ways you can homeschool in Alaska. Wow. Um, everybody wants to talk about, you know, the 
homeschool law that was passed in 97. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, a full-time correspondence program is part of the compulsory education law. Our our homeschool statute is embedded in the compulsory education law. Mm -hmm. And, um, you can, uh, homeschool independently. You can sign up with a correspondence program. Um, you can hire a tutor, but that tutor must be a certified teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can get basically permission from the school district uh, because you're providing a comparable education at home and get their quote unquote approval. Mm-hmm. I don't know of anyone that has done that. <laughs> because we have all the other options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you bother with that? Right. No. And then um, you can basically file as a private school. Mm. So there's, you know, there's many options for homeschooling yeah. up here. Which one was the one that you started with that you realized you didn't have to do? That would be the enrolling with a correspondence program. And the correspondence programs, um, Let's see, our law was passed in 97 and then in 98 is when the regulations for the correspondence programs changed Hmm. and uh, the uh, what's called the IDEA program, which is uh, Interior Distance Education of Alaska. That's when they began was 1998 and they got um, approval through the legislature to take their correspondence program from just their school district and make it statewide. Hmm. I always heard that Alaska, okay, I could totally be wrong. Maybe I'm mixing this with a different state, but I always thought it was they ha- that Alaska was the most relaxed. Not true though. Huh? For the homeschool law? Yeah, for the homeschool law. Right. That's for, what for, I the, for, the, for the homeschool law, yes. Very relaxed. Yeah. Right. Is that a true statement? Yeah. Yes. But it's interesting that they're, see, that's the thing we're finding with all these states is that there's always some weird clincher, right? They have these, everything contradicts everything. Mm-hmm. It seems to me you have this option, you have this option, you have this option and this out. Op- well, who would do all those other options when the easiest one would just be get your kids home and be, be your own entity, your own private school. What would be the point of all those other options? Doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming they came about from, you know, you know, making their way to, you know, so you just see a, like a progression. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. And then, okay. but yet those other options were never, you know, repealed out of yeah. law. So there they still sit. Sure. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> and so one of those options, is it the correspondence one where you actually get everything for quote unquote free? And that's the one that is a struggle for, for those of you doing it in, 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 uh, independently. <laughs> I can talk. Yes. <laughs> yes, the idea program was the first one to be statewide. Because um, prior to that, you know, the, the local school district had their own correspondence program where they would send you, you know, okay, here's here's your books, uh, you know, read the books and then you know come in and take the test. Mm-hmm. And, okay, read the next set of books, you know, come in and take the test. Mm-hmm. Um and so you know, they provided the curriculum, they provided the testing, they provided all of that. Um, but then with the birth of the idea program, it was okay. Here's an allotment of money. Mm-hmm. You can pick your curriculum, you know, and, 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 you know, there's different requirements, you know, and regulations on that. Sure. Um, and of course I've, I've watched that change through the years too. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, 
so, you know, there's a, there's a little difference when at least people my age, when we think of correspondence, um, I don't know, Tina, if you remember way back when the um, international correspondence schools there, you know, they would send you your books and then you would take your test. And that that was how all the correspondence programs were prior to uh, the IDEA program. I tried to take a French course that way. (laughs) That was ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie, is there any other interesting information you may know about the passage and maintenance of the homeschool law? So when, when Tina asked me if I would be willing to do this, I was like, yeah, I'll do this. I was like, well, I don't know much about how our homeschool law came about. Hmm. Like I, I need to find out, you know, were, were there any battles? Were there, so, yeah. yeah. And so I, I reached out to a few people and got in touch with, um, they got me in touch with a man named Jack Phelps. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the time our, homeschool law was passed in 97. He was the chairman of AFIA, which is the Alaska Private and Home Educators Association. They're our statewide homeschool group. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to, you know, a wonderful conversation with him. <laughs> um, and he had moved here in 84. And he said that, you know, at that time, technically it was illegal to homeschool mm-hmm. because they did have a statewide correspondence program and it was for the rural areas. Yes. Um, mm. And, the, you know, the, once again, the state would send, you know, and then you'd take your test and send those back. I mean, just kind of like the international correspondence schools we were just talking about. Um, so you could either do that or you had to file as a private school. Mm. But he said there was a lot of regulatory indifference. Mm. And they decided or him you know, his family and about 24 other people were like, you know, there's, there's too much indifference on the state level. Hmm. You know, let's, let's get together and, you know, start a a statewide homeschool organization. Mm -hmm. And that way we can support, that's why private uh, home educators is part of their title. Right. Um, so the 25 of them all got together. Um, to, to start Appia. And that started in 1986. Okay. Um, and at the time there were a couple of private schools that did what they called homeschool cooperatives. Mm. So the families could basically homeschool, but it would be under the umbrella of the private school. Mm. Um, wow. So it's kind of like that certified teacher <clears throat> oversight in a way. Right. Yeah. Um, so one of the goals of Appia was to amend the statutes and to educate the legislators about, you know, what homeschooling is, um, to educate the uh, Department of Education and Early Development, uh, as well as the governor's office. <laughs> and then um, the first thing they did was to sponsor a resolution. And that was in... It actually came in 1996 and Mike Miller, who had been a uh, actual North Pole representative. Down there, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a North Pole, Alaska people. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, uh, he had been a, uh, like those immature before. people. We're sorry. We're sorry. Jackie's trying to be all serious. <laughs> so he, he was in the Senate and, uh, a resolution is just, it's not you know, like anything in stone, like, okay, this is, you know, 
this is law or anything. It just, the point is to show the people of Alaska that this is basically the mindset or, you know, these are the, this is the idea that, you know, is, you know, in the legislature. So there, there's no, you know, there's no statute, there's no laws or there's you know, nothing like that when it comes to a resolution. Okay. It's just, you know, say, okay, yes, this is something, you know, we think, and we think is a good idea. Okay. Um, and his resolution was, uh, related to uh, supporting homeschooling and establishing what they call Alaska Home Education Week. Hmm. And that that was introduced uh, in February of 96. And of course, it went through the entire legislative process. And, you know, the resolutions are the ones that say, you know, be it resolved that whereas <laughs> and whereas and whereas, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, they finally, uh, both House and Senate, agreed to it and transmitted it to uh, the governor's desk and the governor went, Oh yes. Okay. And he put a stamp of approval on it and um, had it sent to the Lieutenant governor's office for the, the file. And a, a really long, whereas, um, but it was basically, you know, whereas uh, homeschooling is the fastest growing educational alternative in America Whereas homeschooling families contribute significantly to the cultural diversity important to a healthy society. And whereas Alaska has a significant number of parents who teach their own children at home. And whereas (laughs) the state has always been a place where diversity and individualism have been championed. And whereas parents who provide education for their children at home exemplify the independent Alaska spirit. And whereas homeschooling families tend to be strong, healthy families who contribute greatly to Alaska society, and whereas the cost of educating children at home is borne by the parents, thus saving money from the state general fund, Mm -hmm. and whereas homeschool students are providing themselves by excelling in college and in the state workforce, and whereas the state's homeschool students are increasingly being recruited by colleges around the country because of their academic achievements, be it resolved that the Alaska <laughs> State Legislature approves of homeschooling as an, oh. impart port, an important part of Alaska's educational infrastructure meriting state sanction and state protection, and be it further resolved this Alaska State Legislature supports the right of parents to choose homeschooling as the education alternative best suited for the children, and be it further resolved that the Department of Education, school districts, and regional education attendance areas are encouraged to cooperate with parents who are teaching their children at home, and be it further resolved that the governor is respectfully requested to direct the Commissioner of Education to take whatever steps are necessary to ensure that the Department of Education, school districts, and regional education attendance areas do not unnecessarily interfere with parents exercising their right to homeschool their children, and be it further resolved that the Alaska State Legislature establishes the week of October 13th through the 19th, 1996, as Alaska Home Education Week. Well, I'll be danged. (laughs) I think that... Is probably all the good things that sums up yeah. the goodness that I heard about Alaska. But you yeah. know what? That could just be copied and pasted to every single little tiny spot on the whole earth. 
because it's a reality. All those things, yes, we're the parents. Mm-hmm. End of story, period. Nothing else. Nobody gets to tell me. Nobody <laughs> has the whole everything, but that's for another episode. We're here to talk with Jackie. I love that you read that, Jackie. That is so good. And has that just been what homeschooling has operated under ever since? No, because okay. that was that was just the resolution. Right. Okay, there, there just shows that that was, you know, the idea behind, you know, um, what the legislature thought at that time. Right. And so the following year, um, Jack Phelps wrote a bill Uh and because this idea was in the legislature, Mm -hmm. um, he went ahead and wrote the bill. And, um, at the time, Senator Lauren Lehman offered, uh, to introduce the bill. Um, and the bill was sponsored by, uh, Senator Lehman, uh, Senator Miller, who had wrote the resolution, uh, previous year. Um, and then uh, another gentleman, Senator Phillips, and they wanted to basically insert in the compulsory attendance statute, um, one little line. And so they wanted to amend section one by adding a new paragraph and I'll go ahead and uh, read section one real quick. It's when attendance is meant or when attendance is compulsory. Um, every child between seven and 16 years of age shall attend school at the public school in the district in which the child resides during each school term. Every parent guardian or other person having the responsibility for or control of a child between seven and 16 years of age shall maintain the child in attendance at a public school in the district in which the child resides during the entire school term term except as provided in B of the section. This section does not apply if a child, mm-hmm. and they wanted to add a 12th paragraph that says is being educated in the child's home by a parent or legal guardian and is receiving an organized educational program that includes reading, spelling, mathematics, science, history, civics, literature, writing, and English grammar. Hmm. So that was the text of the bill. Yeah. So this is, that was the bill. Um, it was, like I said, it was 19, uh, it was March of 1997. Mm-hmm. It was Senate bill number 134 that they went ahead and presented. And I love that I can go back to the legislature and look up these archives and yep. print stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> and that this very thing, I'm you're reading that you guys, I'm sitting here thinking that so many moms and dads, especially just new to this whole idea of homeschooling and especially lately, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is over, it's overwhelming for them. The whole, many of them don't read research or do anything. They, they're they just trying to get their kids out of the school and yeah. decide what curriculum they're going to use. And that seems to be most important to them. And we're always saying, make sure you dive in, make sure you know your rights and all mm-hmm. of this. But I'm sitting here thinking to myself, we could just do a whole entire you know, episode just on that, just on saying, okay, let's read this together. What does this say? Let's dissect this. What does that mean? Right. Because most of them, and I included was one of those people. I was not the mom who I had all I could do just to get my ducks in a row at home, much less these, you know, looking at the laws can be intimidating sometimes. And they word them in such a way that you're like, what does, what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll get to that uh, here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm thinking even that, I mean, even just an episode on that, I'm just saying, Hey, yeah. 
listen, tune in. Are you stressed out about this? Let's go through this. Let's deep dive. What does this actually mean? Don't be intimidated. Yeah. It all means one thing. They're your kids. <laughs> and you, well, are right. think, you know, a lot of parents are like, okay, well, you know, I need to research curriculum and there's so much curriculum. They're like, yes. I have mm. to research this mm-hmm. too. You know, yeah. no, that's I'm exactly it. Somebody else researched that already. I'm not going to worry about it. Yep. Yep. That's exactly it. Right. But they should have an idea. And so, so that um, wording passed and that is now part of the compulsory education language. Uh, No. (laughs) Okay. It was read, it was read the first time in um, the Senate and um, they went ahead and referred it to the health education and social services committee. Mm. So, and then the health education uh, that was in March and then in April, the health education and social services committee had considered the bill and um, recommended it to be replaced with um, their change, which they called, you know, the, the, it was like a substitute for the Senate bill. Hmm. And uh, that was, uh, there was no recommendation by uh, two of the committee and three of the committee went ahead and passed it. Lo and behold, Senator Lehman happened to be on that committee. <laughs> um, and they, of course, these committees have to look, go through and look at, okay, is there a fiscal note? You know, how much is this going to cost, mm. you know, the state? And they said there was a zero fiscal note mm-hmm. um, on their substitute. And so they went ahead and built, referred their bill, the substitute bill to the rules committee. Well, the substitute bill mm. says for, uh, so a bill for an act entitled an act relating to homeschooling for elementary and secondary school students, be it enacted by the legislature of the state of Alaska, section one of uh, chapter 14, or excuse me, title 14, chapter 30, uh, section 10 is amended by adding a new paragraph to read is being educated in the child's home by a parent or legal guardian. That's it. Hmm. Oh, they, so they, all the other stuff got taken out. That's right. They took out the required subjects and, mm. and it's, it was very interesting to look at, okay, the original, you know, said, you know, it had to be, you know, an organized educational yeah. program that, you know, included you right. know, all these subjects. Yeah. And then it comes out of committee and just, no, as long as it, as long as they're teaching their kids, we're not going to tell oh. them what they have to teach. So that answers our question to yeah. what are the subjects requirements? So did that pass though? Is that what it says yeah. now? Pretty much. Yes. Um, in, uh, it went back to the Senate, of course, it's supposed to, um, <laughs> and, uh, they, you know, they took the vote and it passed 12 said, yes, eight said no. Mm. And so it was adopted. Um, and then of course it has to be sent to the house. Yes. So that bill got sent to the house and, you know, they went ahead and read it and then, um, it was given, you know, when, uh, it came up for a vote, uh, they asked, okay, do you, do you want to pass it? Let's see. I have my note. Okay. Um, so it was read the first time, um, and then referred to the rules committee so that they could put it on the calendar to be able to vote. Then it was read the second time. And um, a representative Croft in the house, he was like, oh, you know, I want to, I want to offer an amendment. Mm-hmm. It was like on page, you know, one line four, following the word being, I think we should insert the word adequately. 
(laughs) And so like a child is being adequately educated Um, at home. And how do you define that? Right. (laughs) Right. And um, another representative injected, but they went ahead and was like, okay, shall amendment number one be adopted? And 13 said yes, 23 said no. One person was excused and three people were absent. <laughs> wow. This is so they, yeah, they didn't adopt that amendment to say, you know, so they did not adopt the words adequately. Good. Um, and then they went ahead and moved and considered, okay, you know, let's go ahead and vote on, you know, the, you know, this substitute bill that, you know, we received from the, um, from the committee and they did the third reading and 37 said yes. No one said no. Mm. One was excused and two were absent. All right. So, so that's that what was, it says now. Yes. Awesome. And that was in May of 97. Okay. And in, then they yeah. went ahead and submitted it to, uh, you know, it gets put in the journal and then it gets sent to uh, the governor's office and the governor signed it two days later. That's a lot of hoop to do. You guys listen to this. Did you hear at all of that. I mean, we know this is why we, this is why you have to know what is going on. Yeah. If for any other reason, I mean, let's go back to the very basics. These are your children. They're yours. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fight for them, they are your children. But do you see all this hoopty do in the background of people mm-hmm. trying to dictate this, that it has to go through this person? They're my kids. <laughs> Right. They're my children. This is why we're involved. This is why you can't sit back. You can see how things can easily get way out of control and change mm-hmm. and, and definitions are changed and everything. And so this is why it's important. And I, I wish that I would have deep dove into it starting off. It really wasn't until Madeline got older and I was, you know, having to do transcripts and, though you know, consider those things that I thought the reality here is we. We're being controlled. That's it. That is the true truth behind it all. Who gets to tell you how to do your kids? Well, each state has something. And it's interesting because it's constantly changing. Mm -hmm. It's always changing. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to know so that we can stand up for our rights. Because if you don't have, if you don't know what you're opposing, then, Mm -hmm. then you're clueless and helpless. Right. Right. Yeah. And you guys had some advocates for homeschooling in the legislature, which which really helped because they could keep their eyes and ears open. Yes. So often, I think to Jenny's point, parents don't pay attention, which means that somebody in the legislature is going to write a bill, make an amendment or whatever. And if we're not aware of it, it's going to pass and we won't even know it. Mm -hmm. And that's the scary thing. Yeah. (laughs) And well, and at the at the time this bill passed, um, you know, so it was transmitted to the governor. And, you know, the governor passed it. And at the time, the commissioner of uh, DEED or the Department of Education and Early Development, she was a homeschooling grandma. Okay. So, you know, so you've got, you know, all these proponents of homeschooling and all these areas. Right. Which is, and it was just, it was just, you know, this, the way God set it up. Yeah. Well, that's that, you know, this would happen. Yeah. Um, So bottom line in terms of like, some of the nitty gritty here, parent requirements are that you be a parent. <laughs> Is there anything more? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we, have, we have no subject requirements. Yeah. We have no days of instruction requirements. We have no hours of instruction requirements. Um, 
we basically set, you know, all those, we, we, we set our standards. Each individual family can do whatever they want. Yep. Because Alaska doesn't regulate private schools. Mm. Now, (laughs) for private schools, it says they shall register with the Department of Education Early Development. But in Alaska, the overall feeling of the legislature and the lawyers is that shall is may. They can. They don't have to. Ah. So and if they do, there's, you know, X, Y and Z. You know, if you do this, then you're, you know, free to go. If you don't do this, then, you know, we'll have a little extra regulation. Mm. And this is with your own children. I'm just going to keep reiterating this again, just to get, get it to under, you know, here's the thing. That's if you file as a private school. In yeah, Alaska, right? Right, right. So there's, there's all kinds of private schools that aren't uh, registered with the yeah. Department of Education and Early Development because the word shall in Alaska doesn't mean what it does in all the other right. states. <laughs> I just find it so back interesting. To the changing of the words. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. And yeah. I, I mean, I guess my point that I'm trying to drive home here is, uh, isn't it? It's just so out of sync with the plan that God would have for us as parents mm-hmm. when somebody's trying to control you as a parent right? Mm-hmm. and how to parent right. and making you feel like you're under some, you know, dictator, mm. which I guess, you know, that, that is a reality. So, so. But in Alaska, it sounds like there's one yeah. option where you're, you don't have to tell anybody yeah. that your kids exist and you can just right. do your thing. Right. Cause there's no forms to file or anything like that. That's right. We don't have a letter of intent. We don't have any. Wow. <laughs> And you have the North Pole. You guys, if for any other reason, I mean, we want to move to Alaska, but you got eagles, moose. But there is, so so you and I have talked about this because there are so many parents in Alaska who you're always telling people do this private option, just do your, live your life, right? But Mm -hmm. you're telling me all the time about parents who are in one of the other options, probably, and they get money, they get resources, and there's a lot of pushback against those of you who do it privately. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, So the IDEA program came about the following year after um, uh, our homeschool statute was passed. Um, And part of that, they were in the, uh, you know, the public schools and the teachers um, were pressing deed because they wanted testing for the private school students. Mm -hmm. And at some point I didn't, didn't look those up because I didn't really care much about private school. Um, and I know one of the questions that someone had asked, uh, before, you know, it was not on record, uh, but, uh, Mr. Phelps had told me that, you know, one of the questions that was asked about, uh, you know, our homeschool law was, you know, well, how, how are they going to get a, you know, a diploma? Right. And, and the answer was, well, they're private schools. They can issue their own diploma. Mm -hmm. We allow our private schools to issue their own diplomas. They're private schools. They can issue their own diploma. And that was it. That was the extent of the, oh, okay. Hmm. Um, But uh, there had been some pushback that because there was testing in the public schools and they wanted these private schools to be tested. Mm -hmm. And at some point um, after 1997, uh, 
it was put in statute that public or sorry, private schools would have to test in grades four, six and eight. Hmm. But they could use any nationally normed test. And, and then there's, you know, there's a list of subjects. Math is one of them. Um, I think it's like math, spelling, um, reading and writing. OK, I think don't quote me on it because I don't have a statute in front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so, you know, uh, Mr. Phelps was, you know, kind of like disappointed to hear that that had happened <laughs> yeah. because by then he's he's completely out of, you know, the whole you know, homeschool thing. Right. Well, and that would affect families that chose to follow that shall thing and like sign up with the school or whatever. Right. So they would be under that. If you didn't, you're still free, but if you did, you're obligated to those things. Right. Okay. Uh, Whatever door you enter through, that's how you're going to be treated. It's just, you know what I'm saying? You guys, it's interesting when we talk to these people from different States, because everybody, it's just, there, there is no, it, it's illogical. It doesn't make sense to me. It, it just is everybody, you know, it's interesting. You mean why they would choose the regulatory yeah. version, right? It's, yeah. it's, I don't understand it. Yeah. What also is interesting to me is, um, yeah, so there in Alaska, there are no, you know, that time requirement or so many, you know, here in Wisconsin, we have what, what is it, Tina, 800 and 75, 875 hours of instruction per year. Well, when we have parents come in, they they get caught up on that number Mm -hmm. and that's a fear for them. 870. What does that mean? And then we define, we define the terms, right? Mm -hmm. Learning. Well, how do you define that? You're learning right here, sitting in the homeschool loft, talking to me. (laughs) So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. None of it is logical. It's all over the board. It doesn't make sense. It's not cohesive. It's rhetoric. It's weird. And it's just whatever. But there in Alaska, doesn't you don't have that. But there are families who sign up under the idea program, right? Why would they choose that? (laughs) We have all kinds of understand. (laughs) Idea was the first one. And um, what started that there was there was an independent homeschool mom who wanted computers. She wanted uh-huh. a computer for her kids mm-hmm. and, you know, thought, well, the public schools have computers. So why can't uh-huh. we have computers? Uh-huh. And uh, so she yourself. had come up, yep. come up with this idea yep. and um, she had presented it to, Oh, I can't remember which, which school district she went to first. I think it was Nana, the Nana city school district. And they weren't interested. They're like, yeah, no. Well, then um, the Air Force decided to close their air base in Galena, which is a city north of here. Um, You can only fly in. There's no roads. You can only fly in. It's along the river. Wow. (laughs) And yeah, the Air Force had a base up there. And they were like, okay, yeah, we're we need to close this base. We're going to put, you know, all our efforts into, you know, Eilson and Elmendorf. Well, they had you know, all these teachers in this school and what are they going to do with all these teachers? Because they had this, you know, this contract for, you know, so many years Mm. they were, you know, they're, and they're losing the bulk of their, you know, their money for all of these. Right. So she ended up going to Galena and talking to, you know, the president of the school board and, um, with the base closing, uh, I think there were like five years left on the contract for uh, the teachers through the NEA. 
<laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, the school district is very interested in, okay, yes, t- tell us some more. And so they worked with um, a few other people and, you know, started to figure out, okay, the, we, the state has a, a formula for funding attendance. Mm. All right. So each, each public school gets a certain amount of money based on the attendance, you know, the number of butts in the seats. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so they're like, Oh, okay. So, you know, let's, you know, let's start this correspondence program. We'll mm. provide this transcripts because, you know, parents don't have those mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, we get, get that, you know, state stamp of approval. Um, and then we'll save all these teachers because mm-hmm. the little city of Galena can't pay, mm-hmm. but the state can. And so that is when the idea program was born. Like I said, that was around 1998. And then the following year, the city of Nina was like, hey, we want on board that too. Mm. So they copied a lot. But one of the things Cyberlinks changed was with the idea program, anything, um, anything purchased with their allotment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your curriculum, you know, different, you know, non-consumable materials um, had to be returned because mm. it's property of the, you know, the oh, Galena yeah. City School District. Right. And, well, Cyberlink said, no, we don't like that. So when they put together their correspondence program, they're like, no, when you buy this with, you know, the, uh, your allotment, it's yours. We don't want it back. We have no place to store it. Huh. So they didn't require any return of materials. And so for the longest time we had, you know, we had the idea program, we had um, Cyberlinks. Um, now, goodness gracious, there are, let's see, there's Raven, there's Focus, there's Iditarod. Um, the Anchorage area, because they have uh, different, they have uh, a charter, which is, you know, so just for the, the residents there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a, a local correspondence program also. Um, so they have like um, family partnership is one. Uh, and I can't, I can't remember the name. I think Frontier Charter. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, you, can, you can only enroll there if, you're, if you live in that area. So these okay. are you know, just alternatives to, you know, traditional public schools. Right. Uh, whereas, you know, these other ones are statewide correspondence programs. Mm-hmm. OK. But they're all state funded, which comes with strings. Right. Yeah. So and there with, it is. And, and most of the regulations uh, are, are the same for all of them. Okay. Um, a lot of people get hung up on whether, you know, who owns the materials. Yeah. Um, but they all require at least monthly contact. Yeah. Um, they require um, progress reports, uh, semester progress reports, where, you know, the parent submits, you know, what they think their grades are. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterly work samples in, you know, all subjects. Uh, you do have to turn in um, an individual learning, individual learning plan for each student. Um, and that will list, you know, all the subjects you're doing and the curriculum you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use Christian curriculum. So like, you know, a Becca, you know, you can use a Becca, but you cannot use your allotment to purchase it. Mm-hmm. Jackie, I wonder, do you know if 
what if you need to transition? What if you start this, you're concerned, you know, I think a lot of parents don't feel equipped yet. They don't Mm -hmm. want somebody else teaching their kids. So they'll take it all right. They'll take that help. They feel like they need the crutch. What happens? The money and they'll take that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I wonder, does it happen once they get into it? They're starting to see, wait a minute, this is easier. I could do this. I don't want to, I want to be free of these shackles now. Can I transition over to this private? Well, that's what I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That is That's what you what did. So how did that go then? Did you have yeah. to refill? What was your wake up call and yeah. how did that happen? Right. <sighs> See if, well, a friend of mine, we were, cause at the time testing was required for all grades, uh, from third grade and up. And, uh, my friend and I were sitting at testing and she was like, did you know, <laughs> we don't have to do this. I was like, what do you mean? We don't have to test. She's like, no, we don't have to, you know, be part of these programs. No, I did not know this. You know, it's like, tell <laughs> yeah. me more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of, you know, HSLDA? Yeah. It's like, well, you know, the acronym sounds familiar, but you know, I don't, other than that, no. <laughs> yeah. And so she, she kind of, you know, said, well, it's Homeschool Legal Defense Association. She goes into, you know, a little bit of what, you know, HSLDA, you know, does, did. And uh, it's like, oh, well, I want to, I want to know more. Do Do you know anybody who doesn't homeschool with one of these programs. She's like, Oh yeah. You remember my friend, you know, we'll say Carla, you know, she was, she was here last year, but she's not here this year because you know, she's, she's not in a program anymore. She went independent. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And you know, how's that working for her? Mm-hmm. So far so good. Oh, well, who else? And at the time there was, um, a gal who lived in Salcha, um, and she had, started uh basically an independent homeschool group mm-hmm. and she had 12 kids and started the group because she needed she wanted her kids to have friends mm-hmm. but also like-minded friends yes and she was putting on uh like a question and answer session about independent homeschooling and so we attended that we're like oh you know we asked all of our questions and she answered all of our questions and it was so it was one of those it's like I don't have to do x y and z (laughs) and it's still it's still considered you know I don't have to do x y and z but it's still considered an education yeah I I don't have to report to certified teacher I don't have to (laughs) go and then you know it was just one of those like wow I I already do. I'm, I'm still doing, you know, what I was doing then. Right. It's, just, it's that indoctrination know. runs deep, doesn't it? Yes. It's just, you know, I don't have to do, you know, all this extra stuff, all this extra paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. And you of course have to buy the curriculum all yourself, but <laughs> right. A small price to pay, I would say. Correct. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would think that that that's exactly how they wrote people in. I mean, that's the hook, line and sinker right there. We'll be your support. We'll do all the things, you know, because that is it. Here you have parents who are new to it. Let's not kid ourselves. If you attended um, the indoctrination station, you know, the public school. (laughs) Tell it like it is, Jenny. You're going to have a hard time getting that out of you. It's true. You think you're going to fail your kids, but it's parenting. And you fail your kids daily, but you don't, you, you know, you rise back up and that's just what you do. But wow. So then you took the leap and you went independent. Mm-hmm. Were you scared? Yeah. Tell us that. Were, was it a easy? Little bit, you know, I was, I was a little <laughs> nervous, but 
you know, on, on the other side of that, you know, it was, um, my oldest was getting ready to go into high school Uh. and, uh, I was really being pulled to, you know, the whole delight directed learning, you know, instead of, you know, going through yes. each curriculum and checking the box, yes, I was right. being pulled to delight directed learning. And, um, one of the things, uh, one of the subject requirements for public schools is Alaska history. Mm. And at the time, you know, I had connections where I might be able to, you know, get out to one of the, you know, villages and maybe we could, you know, live in a village for, you know, and, and actually experience, you know, what's the native culture, you wow. know, how sounds cool. And, and I brought that up to, you know, the contact users like, yeah, this is what I want to do for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, wow. you can, but mm. you can use that as part of it. Yeah. But yeah. You Where's know, your textbook, you just, right? But we want that's them to exactly sit home and do their said. textbook. That's exactly what she said. She's like, you oh need gosh. a textbook. Come on. This Come is on. high, this is high school now. <laughs> I can't even, Jackie. I can't. I'm controlling and, myself right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was, you know, so I, was, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I walked out of, know. I walked out of our office and said, we're done. Good. Good on you. That was it. It was, it was one of those, I mean, and there, there have been other things, you know, here and there. Um, when my fourth was oh, about around the end of first grade, she still wasn't quite reading. Mm-hmm. She wasn't reading at all, actually, but <laughs> who cares? Right. The normal range. We know yeah. it's much higher than and six I bet you she's a re- I bet you she can read today. Oh yes, she can. Yep. And, but you know, I, and, but that was one where like, oh no, you know, she's, getting ready to start second grade. You know, she needs to be reading here, you know, te- teach your child to read in a hundred easy lessons. This oh, is yeah. probably why I hate that book. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And I, I see people, I see people recommend that. And I'm like, I can't recommend it because, you know, yeah. I just do not like it. And honestly, that is probably why is because yeah. it was a, you know, here, use this so that we can say, yes, your child is reading. And she is, you know, fits in the box for a starting second grade. Yeah. That pressure and that, cause she had to test and everything. Right. So of course you felt that pressure. That's right. Well, testing started in third grade. Yeah. But if she's quote unquote behind in first and second grade, she won't be ready. Right. Right. Yes. uh, You know, she'll be behind her whole life. And yeah. So, oh my gosh. and, And I know when, when I withdrew the kids from the program, um, cause they would send it's always in like February, they send you, okay, here's your, you know, um, re-enrollment, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go ahead and, you know, and, you know, re-enroll early, you know, that way you can guarantee your allotment, which, you know, it's guaranteed anyway, because it comes from the state, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and the, you know, are you going to be re-enrolling for next year, you know, and which students, or are you going to withdraw? And I withdrew every single one. And good for you. And, okay. you know, my contact teacher called me out and she's like, you know, and we, we finished out the year because, you know, I said I would do that. Right. You know, I've, I've got, I gave my word. I need to keep my word. And so we finished out the year and um, she, she had called me up. She's like, you're, you're not coming back next year. I'm like, nope. She's like, are you going to still homeschool? I said, yeah. She's like, oh, you're, you're independent. Or are you going to a different program? I was like, no, we're going to be independent. She's like, oh, good. And that <laughs> she was said her. good. Yes. <laughs> wow. She's like, oh, good. She's like, I was, you know, hoping, you know, I was hoping you would continue homeschooling. 
because you're such a good teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. I know I'm not, but all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the parent. Well, it's interesting that she was in favor of that and wasn't trying to convince you to stay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. What, do you have any parting thoughts for us, for our listeners? Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, just anything that you could think of that you want to share. There's lots, there's lots of options. Um, and that's one thing that's nice about, you know, our state is called the last frontier. Yeah. And, and there, there are many options and, you know, you, you're at liberty to choose whatever is going to work best for your family. Um, just make sure you keep, you know, Christ as the focus Mm. and because he will lead you. And I, and I know there are many folks that are like, well, you know, I wanted, you know, music lessons or this lesson. So that's why, you know, and it's so expensive. So that's why we, you know, went with a program. That's what you wanted. What does God want? Mm-hmm. And, and if, oh, if I had a do over, <laughs> right? if I could have a do over, but we don't have a do over, we can only, you know, learn from our mistakes and, and the older I've gotten, the more, the more convicted I am that, you know, he, you know, needs to be the focus of everything. Yeah. And, you know, we need to see his hand working in our lives because he does. Mm -hmm. And just because, you know, I might want music lessons. What if he doesn't, or what if he wants them differently? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what if he wants, you know, and it's his will, not mine. And I don't want to subvert his will. Mm, that's good. I want, I want, I want him to take my will and basically crush it, you know, <laughs> so that his, his will, <laughs> and it, it has taken me a long time to, you know, come to this, but that's where I, I am at this point is that, you know, all that, so that, you know, social studies, the science, the math, you know, English grammar and diagramming sentences, that doesn't matter. What matters is, you know, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I didn't do that with my older kids. And so I'm really kind of focusing on that with my younger kids mm-hmm. and being able to watch them bloom in that, because as you know, they, they get to know Christ and, you know, get to come to him, then the light bulbs really come on. Yeah. And the rest and of it all falls in place, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. As long as I am doing what he is, is calling me to do. That's and, really good. And yeah. And that's, that's being a mom. I, I'm called to be, I'm called by him as a wife and a mother. And yes. that is my focus. And Thank the you. rest of it is just like confetti. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's such a blessing. And it's been a blessing talking with you, Jackie. Thank you so much. There's been such good information directly from all of the literature that one would need to read the facts. So if you're thinking of moving to Alaska, you can just listen to this episode, get out your notebook, dissect some of those things, have great discussions about it with your family. I want to leave you with this because what Jackie said is true. She is the mom and her husband is the dad. 
And we know God's word says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And if there's ever been more of a reason to keep your children home, it would be so that you can train them up after what God has called you to do. Be blessed, friends. 